Welcome to the Midlife Crisis Odyssey podcast, episode 4, Driving in Tunisia. Good news came by text that our COVID-19 quarantine period had been revised and we were to be released a day early. We were itching to get off the boat and back onto terra firma. The skipper to catch up with a friend and me to head down to El Gem for some exploring. The morning of our release, we walked down to the police station, which was attached to the marina complex, to retrieve our passports. The senior police officer, a bloke in his 50s wearing a black leather jacket, chain-smoked while giving us the Spanish Inquisition. Regardless of the fact that having complied with quarantine regulations, we were now free to move about Tunisia, old mate wanted to know all our plans, when, where and with whom. Although the cop had a superficially friendly disposition, He was a suspicious bastard, and it was all a bit intense. After 20 minutes of interrogation, we left the station clutching our passports. The police wished us a happy stay in Tunisia. One of the marina staff had organised us a couple of hire cars, and after signing the contracts, which were in French, bien sûr, we went to check our mounts. I have to say, I was underwhelmed. We had been supplied with a couple of 2019 Suzuki Desires, that's D-Z-I-R-E. It was really hard to believe the cars had actually been built in 2019. In addition to being filthy, my chariot also came with battle damage and about 300 millilitres of fuel. Shortly after jumping into the Desire, I also found that, although I could apply for reverse gear, there was no guarantee that my request would be granted. Even for a hire vehicle, it was in pretty bad nick for a car that was less than two years old. Prior to leaving for my three and a half hour drive south to El Gem, my crewmates had given me some advice regarding driving in Tunisia. The skipper told me that when I drive I must not, under any circumstances, show any fear. Our new crewman had grown up in North Africa and informed me that no one considered the road rules mandatory and that regardless of the colour of the traffic light, I should always just go. This advice, plus the fact I had to drive on the right-hand side of the road, left me brimming with confidence. To my relief, I soon discovered that driving in Tunisia is not as chaotic as driving in Southeast Asia. Every time I got into any form of transport in Indochina, 
I feared for my life. However, the Tunisians don't seem to have quite the same fatalistic approach to road use. Still, gunning the desire through the dusty streets of Bazert and onto the freeway to El Gem was not without excitement. Although the lack of adherence to road rules may endanger both vehicles and their occupants, it can also work in your favour. After realising I had taken a wrong turn, I pulled an outrageous U-turn across the median strip and three lanes of oncoming cars. And no one so much as beeped their horn. Feeling a little cavalier after my successful trip to El Gem, I decided to drive into the capital Tunis on the way back to Bazert. Although El Gem was a busy town, full of things to run over and crash into, Tunis was a whole new level of mayhem. The freeway got me to within 600 metres of my city centre hotel, but getting the car into the underground car park was borderline impossible. Manic traffic, seething humanity, narrow lanes and one-way streets had me wondering if I had made a big mistake. At one point, I unknowingly entered part of the Medina, Old Tunis's market district. It's a maze of winding, narrow streets, chock full of market stalls, people, noise and bedlam. Gridlocked, I thought the desire may never move again. I wonder if perhaps a local would dismantle it on the spot as I sat inside and start selling the parts. Then miraculously, a small gap appeared, and I charged through it and made my bid for freedom. Eventually, I managed to squeeze into the hotel car park and was very relieved to check in knowing I wouldn't have to drive again for a couple of days. My return to Bazert felt somewhat triumphant, having driven nearly 600 kilometres of Tunisian roads and avoided any damage to the car or myself. It was with a sense of satisfaction that I handed back the desire in the same shithouse condition I had received it. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, waste some more of your time at midlifecrisisodyssey.com where you'll find more podcasts and posts about travel and existential crisis. And be sure to hit the subscribe button.